because of some language on this episode, listener discretion is highly advised. An anthology about the bad, the short-lived, and the forgotten shows and events in television history. This is It Was a Thing on TV. Before I change my mind! I give you Super Train! Oh, Episode 394, submission number 1427, The Great American Telephone Trivia Game. The Great American Telephone Trivia Game was an infomercial that aired in 1990. For one episode, and hey, that's 15 less episodes than Uncle Crack's Block and the Hudson Brothers Razzle Dazzle Show. Oh, and by the way, correction, real fast. Yeah, Josh, I know I said that the 22 episodes of Tales of the Gold Monkey last week was six less than you know, the Hudson Brothers and so on and so forth. A, I'm not on the clock because my school year ended last week. B, I'm old. And C, I was tired. Suck it. Whatever. Six less. Six more. You get the message. We don't care about numbers around here. Numbers? What are numbers? I was told that math would not be involved. Thank you, Gerald Ford. All right, so... Here we are, 4th of July week. Actually, the 4th of July was two days ago. But that doesn't stop us from celebrating all things great and American. For one thing, what was great and American in 1990? The televised quiz show. Granted, of the five quiz shows that premiered in 1990... None of them made it to 1991. And one in particular, let's be honest, in retrospect, we're glad didn't deserve a second season. Was that the one with Mr. Black? Yes. Mm-hmm. And you know what should have been more funny now in retrospect? If like on the set, there was like a bunch of papers everywhere. <laughs> like next to a toilet. Oh my god. Hey Greg, is the toilet gold? Now you made me want to rewatch like <laughs> Frank Yanker's sketches with Niles Standish. I bet he had a gold toilet. Of course he did. One of the things that was so great and American in 1990, the quiz show. Although, let's be honest. When you're talking about quiz shows, like pure quiz shows in 1990, you're basically talking about Jeopardy and everything else. No love for the Challengers. I loved the Challengers, but nobody else did. Why? The Challengers was the thing back then. The Challengers was trivia as it happened. They, like, shot a whole week's worth of shows. In that single day, the Friday before they were airing, or maybe it was the Thursday. It, it was, was still Thursday. timely. The point is it was timely. It was timely. And that, you know, I don't want to cover it, 
Because I have similar feelings that you two have. Well, hold on. We could do it as a presents. As long as you're not watching one of the episodes with... Um, yeah, we're not going to say his name, but uh, if you are a fan of the game show, you do know who we're talking about. Oh, no, hold on. He was only on like the first episode or first couple of episodes because he won like the preview episode, I think, and was the returning champ on the official premiere episode. If that's the person we're talking that's about. The per- that is the person. Okay, I thought you're talking about that person. So it's not like this person was on a super long time maybe like three episodes two episodes no he was actually a very good champion but he had a very checkered um oh well we're not gonna talk about his past but he was a good player and he was also on millionaire if i remember you are correct sir but yeah we're not going to talk about his uh indiscretions no no but other than that other than that perfectly good show should have had a much longer run Problem is, a lot of places it went up against Jeopardy and other places it got shuffled around here, there, and everywhere. And, you know, unfortunately, if you get shuffled around like that and can't find a consistent home, you're not going to last that long. That's right. But we're not here to talk about that. No, we're not. Another thing that was great and American in 1990 was the rise of the infomercial. Thanks to lax regulations stemming from the Reagan-Bush era, companies were able to disguise television commercials as 30-minute programs? Yeah, we talked about this when we talked about 90s infomercials. That's correct. This would be the genesis. This is where Don LaPre would get his inspiration later on in the decade to place infomercials about tiny classified ads. Yes, yes, indeed. And when he did those ads, he did it on a boat with all the leftover uh, actresses from Silk Stockings. No, you're thinking of Tom Vu. No, I'm pretty sure that Don LaPrey had uh, females. I know Tom Vu did, but I thought Don LaPrey had women too. No, Don LaPrey's too classy to do that. Oh, he's too classy, okay. <laughs> now, you want to talk about classy, amazing discoveries with Mike Levy and his Technicolor Cosby jackets. Listen, sweaters, don't... Not, not jackets, sweaters. Sweaters, I meant sweaters, oh God. Listen, don't get me started on that so-called speed reading world record. That was total horseshit. That was not a world record. Nope. Yo, yo, yo. That was as fake as a $3 bill. Can't say a $2 bill because $2 bills are very much real. Thank you very much. So that was great and American in 1990. And there was one more thing that was great and American in 1990 and that was something we also covered on this show the 1900 number that's right you can call to get the latest gossip about your favorite celebrities you can call to get other things <laughs> other things <laughs> Yeah, other things. You know what? 
You know what other things you could call with 1-900 numbers? This. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> and here's the party freak. Friday Freaker. Dancing new sensation. Grabbing the nation. Doing the freak. Call now. 1-900-490-FREAK. Join the party. The fast and easy way. To hear what's scamming from New York to L.A. Call now. 1-900-490-FREAK. What's happening? What's jamming? <laughs> To your drop, dialing here the action. What's hot and what's not? Call now. One nine hundred four nine zero freak. Two dollars a call. Hey, you know we gotta find out what's scamming him from New York to L.A. No, he didn't say scamming, Mike. It's scanning. S C A N I N G scanning. Okay, uh, Greg, uh, we need to do a little spelling lesson here. S C A N N I N G. Oh, whatever. Same thing. <laughs> So, so scam, so, so. No, you're so, right, scamming. You're right, say it, Chico. So scamming. No, I was like, I, I, was, I don't know if I was like, so it's scanning and not scamming, so we're not going to hear about Colleen Bollinger? Nah, you're too young. Anyway, Google it later. Anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh. this infomercial. The infomercial. Oh, 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 yeah, I also wanted to just tell the audience, while we're listening to that uh, for Freddy Freaker, we're all doing the Freddy Freaker dance. No, y'all two were doing the Freddy Freaker. I was doing the... Uh... Oh, the Baron Zemo dance. The Baron Zemo. I was doing the Baron Zemo dance. So we have the 1990s era game show. We have a 900 number. We have an infomercial. Put these together... And then get one of the most legendary game show hosts ever to make one last appearance to just tie it all together. No, it wasn't a last appearance. It was not a last appearance. It was not a last appearance? No, because back in the day, talking about late 80s into the early 90s, I believe, the person you're talking about, he made... I want to say annual appearances on PBS. I believe it was Nova for like the National Science Bee or some sort of competition. He was the MC of that. So by no means was this like a, a final tribute or a final act for him. But yes, by this time, 1990, he would be a legend. I speak, of course, of the man who was Trebek before Trebek was Trebek. The one, the only, the late, the great. Art Fleming. Because, you know, you saw him on various episodes of Jeopardy, and you saw his impeccable timing and his impeccable delivery. He was just on it all the time. On it, on his game. Never mind the fact that I don't think he wanted necessarily to be a game show host. He just saw himself as an actor first. And then he just became this legendary MC, and I don't believe he was known for any other show besides NBC's Jeopardy. I mean, just ask Weird Al. He knows what's up. 1990s quiz show. A 1-900 number. An infomercial with Art Fleming. Surely this is going to be one of the most legendary things to ever grace a television schedule, right? Right. Right. We still need to find that soundbite. Right. 
Now, we're all going to watch it in a bit, but I'm going to explain how this thing sort of works. So we have two players answering questions posed by Art Fleming. And whoever has the most points at the end of the game would win a boatload of exotic prizes. And then on the phone side, on the sort of interactive side, you have people calling in, presumably, to this 1-900 number. If they could answer nine of those questions, they would win $100. But of course, this being a 1-900 number, it's not going to be free. You'll win, but it's not going to be free. It was, what was it, $1.95 a minute? I don't know specifically how much it was per minute, but the catch was, it wasn't like you're going to play the game for like a minute or two. They kept you on the line for probably five or six or seven minutes, you know, just going through the rules and, and uh, other rigmarole until you actually got to the game. So I'm sure each phone call probably cost at least 10 bucks to play. At least. I would imagine that they're going to keep you on the line as long as possible. So if you were to answer all nine questions correctly, you are not going to see the full $100. You'll be lucky, maybe, if you see $50. I don't think it would be that bad. I mean, maybe 80 bucks at worst. I can't see him taking 25 minutes to do a phone call, but I never took part in this. My parents would have killed me, so it's all speculation. Same. So, uh, let's see what this Great American Telephone trivia game is all about, shall we? By the way, special shout out to Ray's Classic Videos on YouTube. Go check them out. Sure. Okay. Let's watch. Damn you, National Media Marketing Inc. It's time to play America's greatest game show. The greatest because it's the game that you, the viewer, play at home on your telephone. It's the Great American Telephone Trivia Game. Now, here's your host, Art Fleming. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you and hello. Welcome to the Great American Telephone Trivia Game. It's the game where our studio contestants play and win fabulous prizes based on their knowledge of trivia. And the game where you, the viewer, play and win cash at home by calling this number and answering questions using your push-button phone. Time out, okay? I like how the video is so cropped on YouTube, you can barely see the 1-900 number. Yeah, and can I just say one thing? That announcer, you don't sound like Don Pardo to me. Okay, I got a comment about the cropping since you bring that up. Did Ray really think he'd get like a strike on YouTube over this? <laughs> no, seriously. Is that the reason he cropped it so I have thing? no idea. <laughs> I don't really think YouTube and uh, Google's algorithms are clamoring to uh, give uh, Ray a strike over this. 
Now, during this half hour, we'll be playing our studio game between two contestants. They'll be answering the same or similar questions to the ones you'll get when you call this number. Now, if you know the answers to the questions you see here, it's likely you'll be able to answer the questions on the phone. Ready to go? Let's meet today's contestants. Our, our first contestant. Yeah, the questions that you get on the game are not going to be at the same level as this. No. And, yeah, honestly, I could see them for, like, the last question. Okay, you got the first eight questions. We asked you, you know, really easy softball stuff. And then they say something like, well, how many uh, electrons are in the outer cell of an yttrium uh, molecule? I know this. <laughs> if you do, I'm leaving. Okay, no Googling either. So how many electrons are in the outermost cell of a uh, yttrium molecule? 18. Oh my god. No, okay, first off, you taking all that time really scared the living <laughs> crap out of me cuz you might actually get it right. Okay. Uh where's the electron? We're going to we're, we're actually Hold looking on. at the answer right now. Time so. out. Time out. I'm going to take a guess. Do you want to hear my guess? 69. Nice. Okay, in the outermost shell. I don't think there's 69 electrons. Uh, it doesn't look like it's 18. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what? I wish it was 18. It would have been so great. I bet Chico picked it for Daryl Strawberry. That was his number on the Mets. Oh, my gosh. It looks like the answer might be one. One? I'm just looking here. Uh, no, no. There's three valence electrons, so the answer would be three. Three. Okay, three. apparently I don't... Oh, here, okay, I see it says the valency is three. The problem is I haven't read uh, any sort of electron uh, configuration of an atom in probably 30 years, so there you go. Tested is a car salesman from Phoenix, Arizona. Here's Greg Axelrod. Welcome to the show, Greg. Hi, Art, nice to Hi. meet you. Where are you from originally? I'm originally from New Jersey. Uh-huh, why'd you make the move west? Uh, for the weather. For the weather. For the Has weather. it been exactly what you thought it was going to be? Actually, it's been a lot nicer than I thought it would be. What kind of work do you do? Uh, I'm in the car business. I'm a salesman. Used or new? A little bit of both. Uh, would you trust this man? Would you buy a car from this man? <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> well, good. Now, what category did you select, Greg? All right, I've chosen sports. Why sports? Well, besides cars, that's probably the most subject I know the best of. Do you ever play? Are you involved professionally? or Not professionally, but I play volleyball and football all the time. Nice to have you here. Good Thanks, luck, Greg. Thank Fine. you. Good. Now, let's meet our second contestant. Our second contestant is an office manager from Des Moines, Iowa. Let's meet Renee Montrachet. Where's your home originally? Des Moines, Iowa. You notice I'm holding your hand, but I didn't hold Greg's well, like that's this. Good. <laughs> uh -huh. Where did you when did you make the move from Des Moines here? Oh, I made it a few years ago, a few mm -hmm. years back. What I kind of work do you here. do? I'm an office manager. And what specifically are some of the duties of, of an office manager? I keep the boss in line. Oh, good. <laughs> you heard it first here. All right, what category did you choose? I have selected movie and TV trivia. And why that? 
because I can beat all my friends and my boyfriend at it every time I play. Good for okay. you. Good luck. All right, <laughs> movie you. and TV trivia. Well, I hope you both do well in your categories. And here's a reminder for you viewers at home. When you call this number, you can select your favorite category, either movies and TV or sports, just like our studio contestants have. Unlike most trivia games here, you pick the category that you know most about. Just call this number, answer nine questions correctly using your push button phone, and you win $100. The charge to your phone is $1.95 a minute. Now before we start the game, let's find out what today's winning studio contestant will receive. A Zenith Color TV. It's the center screen programming and sleep timer all in contemporary styling you can watch your favorite tv programs on this or watch the tv programs you <laughs> hold on a second i paused it at 325 do we want to describe what the model is holding the model is holding a vhs camcorder from the looks of it a jvc no that's a jvc i can definitely tell the the name on that it's shaped weirdly though no, this is not quite the camcorder Marty used when filming Doc Brown at Twin Pines Mall. Lone Pine Mall. It's yeah, Lone it's, Pine. Oh, that's right. You know what? We had that very same camcorder Marty used for like many years, all the way into the early 2000s even. Now everything is digital. Now everything is digital. You produce yourself with this JVC camcorder. Compact and convenient. You can take it anywhere and record the highlights of your life in beautiful color and high-fidelity sound. It's the state of the art. And why not take it with you on your fabulous vacation to the fun capital of the world, Las Vegas? Our winner today will be flown to Las Vegas via Southwest Airlines and with a companion will enjoy a four-day and three-night stay at the fabulous Riviera Hotel where they'll pick the show they want to see in one of their many showrooms. And that's... Riviera's not there no more, is it? No. I didn't think so. That's not all. To top off your visit here, today's winner will receive a $1,000 U.S. savings bond. There it is. The complete prize package that will be won today by our top studio contestant in the Great American Telephone Trivia Game. Okay, contestants, here we go. Now, the game is very simple. You see, we play two rounds of alternating questions in your chosen category, plus a final trivia question. In the first round, the correct answers are worth 10 points each. In the second round, there'll be 20 points, but I'll explain that as we go along. The highest score at the end of the game wins all the prizes. Are you ready? Ready. ready. All right, let's begin and smile. Give the impression you're having fun. And, Renee, we'll start with you because you chose movie and TV, and you are a lovely contestant here Thank it is you. cheers is the name of the bar depicted in the hit nbc comedy series of the same name in what northeastern city is cheers located one new york two boston three philadelphia four hartford art that's one of my favorite cities boston boston good well done you've got 10 points now sports greg Babe Ruth may have been the greatest baseball player in the history of the sport. Only one man hit more career home runs than the Babe. Who was he? One, Roger Maris. Two, Mickey Mantle. Three, Reggie Jackson. Or four, Hank Aaron. All right, that's an easy one. That's Henry Aaron. All right, good for you. You're right. Ten points is yours. 
Would we have also accepted Barry Bonds? <laughs> Hell no! <laughs> Time out, though. I have a question. Could you imagine how different Cheers would be if it was set in Hartford? That would be some classy junk, I think. Instead of Sam Malone being a pitcher for the uh, Red Sox, he'd be a goalie for the Whalers. Because this would be in the 1980s, and the Whalers haven't moved to Raleigh yet. Oh no, Greg, I was hoping you were going to say he'd be a pitcher for the Hartford minor league team. Well, they didn't have the Yard Goats yet. They'd still be in New Britain. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and to tie it all back together, when Sam made a comeback attempt on Cheers, where did he play for in the minors? The New Britain Red Sox. The team that became the Hartford Yard Goats later. This is all true. Back to Renee. This actress was known for her roles as the wholesome girl next door type. She starred in such hits as Pillow Talk and That Touch of Mink. Who was this box office favorite? Audrey Hepburn 1, Connie Stevens 2, Tuesday Well 3, or Doris Day 4? It's one of my freckled friends, Doris Day. How did you know she has freckles? You're right. Good for you. <laughs> Ten points. Now sports again with Greg. When it comes to sheer numbers, Fran Tarkenton holds nearly all NFL career-passing marks. Part of his career was with the New York Giants, but most was with another team. What is the other team? Miami Dolphins, Pittsburgh Steelers, three Minnesota Vikings, or four Houston Oilers? Well, Art, Fran Tarkenton is my all-time favorite quarterback, so that's the Minnesota Vikings. Good for you. Everybody loves whatever they're doing here. Great. Now you both have 20 points apiece, and we go back to Renee. Barney Miller, the story about a group of New York City police detectives, ran for eight seasons on ABC. Who played Barney Miller? Was it Hal Linden, Abe Vigoda, Gabe Kaplan, or Larry Hagman? I believe that was Hal Linden. Hal Linden is right. Good belief you have. And another 10 points. That gives you 30. Oh, we have a good game here. A close one. Sports again for you, Greg. Earl Monroe was an all-star guard with both the Bullets and the Knicks. What was the nickname of this high-scoring NBA star? Was it one, the twirl, two, the pearl, three, spaceman, or four, swisheroo? Well, Art, being from New York and the Knicks are my favorite basketball team, that's Earl the Pearl. You had better know that coming that's from right. New York. You are right, the Pearl. 30 points you have. <laughs> Could you imagine if Earl Monroe was Earl Swisheroo Monroe? Swisheroo! Where's the bait and switch here? I mean, seriously, the questions are not going to be this easy on the phone game. Yeah, who played Barney Miller? And well, I know Earl the Pearl Monroe is you know back in the seventies. You know, and if you did that nowadays, that's fifty years ago. But this is like ridiculously, stupidly simple. That's the whole point. They're trying to bait and switch you. Well, well, I can... get that, but the thing is, yeah, somebody's going to have to miss eventually, and yeah, I don't want to use the, the R word. It's a, you know what? It's an infomercial. I think it's rather valid if you do use the R word. I mean, right now I'm looking at uh, Renee and Greg. Greg was it? Renee and Greg. And I know how, like, they're hemming and hawing. It reeks of 21. Oh, my God, it reeks of 21. No, it really reminds me, not just of 21, but also, if you remember Millionaire, yeah, especially when the, they'd say, well, speak out your answer. 
oh well i you know it's my favorite show and i remember bernie miller and oh it's my favorite baseball player of all time i, I get that. that that's what it really reminds me of but they're overselling it and they're trying to pad out the uh, half hour you see now, for you folks watching at home, why not get in on the fun yourselves? All you have to do is call this number, pick your favorite trivia category, answer nine questions correctly with your push-button phone, and win $100 cash. It'll cost you $1.95 a minute. But now, let's continue with our next question, and uh, Renee, movie and TV again. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation was the biggest Christmas success of 1989. This male star, previously of Saturday Night Live, also appeared in many other films, such as Foul Play. Who is he? One, John Belushi. Two, Dan Aykroyd. Three, Eddie Murphy. Or four, Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase is right. Good. Another 10 points for you. You have 40. And back to the world of sports we go, Greg. All right. In 1977, Reggie Jackson performed the monumental feat of hitting three home runs in a World Series game. Where did this take place? Dodger Stadium, which is one. Yankee Stadium, two. Three, Candlestick Park. Or four, Bush Stadium. Oh, again, being from New York, it was Yankee Stadium. Yankee Stadium. Nobody's given up. They're all correct so far. 40 points apiece. Renee, movie and TV. Kojak, played by Telly Savalas, was a tough New York cop who sucked on lollipops and made a certain saying famous. What was this famous line? Was it, and away we go? Two, thanks for the memories. Three, who loves you, baby? Or four, give me a break, pal. Who loves you, baby? That is right. Good for you. Well done. All right, you have 50. Now for sports again. Hey, we did an episode about that. Did anybody think that 30 years from this infomercial, we'd be talking about a special that aired 15 years before that infomercial? No. I didn't think so. And O.J. Simpson had a brilliant career with the Buffalo Bills and the NFL in college. <laughs> No, 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 no. They don't know yet. Yeah, they only know what's going to happen in four years. If only they do. Isn't that right, AC? Though <laughs> he won the Heisman Trophy. What school did he attend? One UCLA, two Southern California, three Stanford, or four Penn State. All right, that's the University of Southern California. That's right. Good. Okay, you are correct. Well, these have 50 points. Don't you see that they uh, deserve a round of applause? Good. Fine. 50 apiece. Let's continue now. Renee, movie and TV, Platoon, was an acclaimed war film that was decidedly anti-war and went on to win the Academy Award for the Best Picture of the Year. What war was the film about? World War One, World War Two, the Korean War, or the Vietnamese War? The Vietnamese War. That is right. Four, you are correct. You have ten points. Now for sports again. The Boston Celtics are one of the premier franchises in all of sports. This NBA team has won more titles than any other team. What colors have the Celtics made famous? One, orange and maroon. Two, red and white. Three, green and white. 
or four, blue and white? That's green and white. Green and white is right. Number three, correct. You have 60. Say, how are you viewers at home doing with these questions? As good as our uh, studio contestants here? Well, if you are, you ought to call this number now and play our telephone game. The questions are the same or similar to the ones here in the studio. Answer nine correctly with your push-button phone, and you win $100. Now, let's see how you'll do with this question, Renee. When the Andy Griffith show left the air, it was replaced by another show set in the same city. What was the name of this continuation series? One, Green Acres, two, Gomer Pyle, USMC, three, The Don Knotts Show, or four, Mayberry RFD. It's Mayberry RFD. That is right. Good for you. Ten more points. You have 70. Sports, Greg, the Los Angeles Dodgers played in the World Series four times from 1977 to 1988. They won two and lost two. Who was their manager? Was it one, Tommy Lasorda, two, Charlie Dressen, three, Leo DeRocher, or four, Whitey Herzog? Oh, uh, that's um, Tommy Lasorda. Tommy Lasorda is right. You have 70. You know, my friends, when you call this number and play our game with your push-button phone, you can select your favorite category, just like our studio contestants did. Now, you choose from either movie and TV trivia or sports. But let's face it, we'll all do better and have more fun in the trivia category you know most about. So call now, answer questions correctly with your push-button phone, and win $100. It costs $1.95. So if I call now... <laughs> if I call now and answer the questions with my push button phone and I get all nine right, I get a hundred dollars. Yeah. If I have a rotary phone, am I screwed? Yes. Okay. He's just making a point to remind everybody about all of these facts here. There's really not much to this special, is there? No. Well, now, here is the next question, Renee. One of the stars of the hit show L.A. Law was formerly a member of the cast of the sitcom The Partridge Family. Who is this former child star? One, Jill Eikenberry. Two, Harry Hamlin. Three, Michelle Green. Or four, Susan Day. It's the beautiful Susan Day. That's right. Good for you. Another ten points. That gives you an even hundred at this stage. And All right, Mike. Just say it. Get it out of your system. What, another Pulaski episode? <laughs> I, I didn't think I was going to be the one that came up with that. I, I was really hoping one of you would say, where's Diane Muldaur among the choices? Which reminds me, I have a backlog of TNG episodes on Friendly from Heroes and Icons that I need to watch on one day where I have a break. Now for Greg and his sports. Mark Belanger played 18 seasons in the majors and won eight Gold Glove awards. At what position did he win the Gold Gloves? One first base, two second base, three shortstop, or four third base? Mark Belanger plays the position I used to play, shortstop. Shortstop. Why did you give it up? Um, Age creeping up on all of us. Oh, just a little bit. Yeah, I know what you mean. Okay, <laughs> movies and TV, Renee. Purple Rain was a somewhat autobiographical picture about a Midwestern musical star. Who was this one-name performer? Was it Prince, Fabian, Sting, or Liberace? 
It was Prince. Prince is right. Good for you. You have 110. Sports again, Greg. This former defensive lineman for the Los Angeles Rams became a successful actor and sportscaster. Recently, he switched from NBC to CBS. Who is he? Merlin Olson, Pat Summerall, John Madden, or Mike Warren? It's Merlin Olson. Merlin, good. The one and only. Oh, that's right. I forgot Merlin Olson went to CBS at one point. And I forgot that. He was doing commentary for NBC while he was playing Father Murphy. Yeah. Two checks. Two checks. And also, I think maybe one of the reasons he left NBC for CBS was, I think they replaced him in the lead color role with Dick Enberg, and they replaced him with Bill Walsh after he retired from the 49ers. The timeline matches. Yeah. Merlin. Well, we have not had an incorrect answer so far. You both are with 110 points. And Renee, David Jansen starred in a show where he was falsely accused of murdering his wife. What was the name of this popular, exciting drama? Was it Run for Your Life, Two, Pursuit of Justice, Three, Falsely Accused, or Four, The Fugitive? My dad used to let me stay up and watch The Fugitive. Good, you are right, The Fugitive. 120 points. And this is the final sports question in this first round. This dapper dresser led the Detroit Pistons to two consecutive NBA titles in the last two years. Who's the coach of Detroit's bad boys? One, Pat Riley. Two, Jack Ramsey. Three, Casey Jones. Or four, Chuck Daly. All right, that's Chuck Daly. Chuck Daly is right. We have a tie. They misspelled Chuck Daly. Yes, they did. It's D A. L-Y. No E. Bad job there, guys. As we complete round number one with the score, 120 Renee, 120 Greg. We'll be back with round two in just a few moments, but first here's information on how you can play the great American telephone trivia game right now in your home. The Great American Telephone Trivia Game is a lot of fun and real easy. Just call this number from your touch-tone phone. Select your favorite trivia category, the one you know the most about. Pick either movies and TV or sports. You'll be asked nine questions. They'll be the same or similar to the questions asked of our studio contestants. Answer nine questions correctly and win $100 cash. You'll be charged $1.95 per minute. Get in on the fun. Why not call during this break? We'll be back with the second half of our show right after these messages. Don't let a forest turn into this. Only you can prevent forest fires. We got a PSA in the middle of this infomercial? What? It's an infomercial, right? Which means there's going to be, you know, the whole 30 minutes is one giant commercial. They're not supposed to have commercials. Granted, these are not commercials, but they're interruptions in the flow of the programming. But then again, it's 1990. Everybody was just learning how to do this. Oh, my God. We got the crash test dummies, too. Oh, we oh, get hurt. hurt. Uh, uh, you could learn a lot from a dummy. Buckle your safety belt. 
Okay, let's resume this infomercial. After that, weirdly placed PSA break with Smokey the Bear and the Crash Test Dummies. That was on. Welcome back to the Great American Telephone Trivia Game. Here's your host, Art Fleming. Well, it's time now for round two with our studio contestants. Greg and Renee both have 120 points. Now, we know that Greg's category is sports trivia. Renee also with 120. Her category is movie and TV trivia. The most exciting part of this game, of course, is that you can play telephone trivia right now in your home just by calling this number. Pick your favorite category, answer nine questions correctly, and win $100 cash. You'll be charged $1.95 a minute. But now let's get back to our game here in the studio where we go with round two. And remember, correct answers are worth 20 points each. Are you ready? ready. All right. Now, Renee, actress Barbara Streisand not only starred in this film, but also sang the title song. What was the name of this movie? The Rose, which is number one, two, The Way We Were, three, Love Story, or four, The Music Man? The Way We Were. That is right. Good for you. You get 20 points. Well, now, sports Greg, Jim Bouton, won only 62 games in 10 seasons in the majors. He's probably better known as an author. What is the title of his best-selling book? One, Ball Four, Two, The Natural, Three, Eight Men Out, or Four, Fear Strikes Out? It's Ball Four, Art. Right, good for you, another 20 points. Nobody has missed one yet. Great, amazing. Movie and TV again, Renee, one of the most popular westerns in TV history, ran on CBS and featured the adventures of the Marshal of Dodge City. What was the name of the long-running favorite? Was it Gunsmoke, Wagon Train, Bonanza, or Cheyenne? Gunsmoke. Gunsmoke is right. Good for you. Oh, I'm glad you love those categories. In sports, Greg, this Atlanta Falcons defensive back has two careers football and baseball with the New York Yankees. Who is this colorful primetime player? One, Bo Jackson, two, Tony Gwynn, three, Eric Dickerson, or four, Deion Sanders? It's Deion Sanders. Deion is right, good for you. Let us, for the record state, Art Fleming mentioned primetime when talking about Deion Sanders. We have a recorded instance of Art Fleming saying this about Deion Sanders. I would have never associated Art Fleming with ever saying anything cool like primetime. Now, you didn't do it like uh, Tom Jackson and and uh, Chris Berman would have done primetime, primetime. But still, I'm shocked. 160 apiece. Renee, this film, based on the true life adventures of two Washington Post investigative reporters, starred Dustin Hoffman and Robert Redford. Name this film. The Candidate, Seven Days in May, All the President's Men, or Advise and Consent? I believe that was All the President's Men. You believed correctly. Right you are for another 20 points. And now, Greg, Dwight Evans tied for the American League home run title with 22 in 1981. With what team was he playing when he hit two home runs in the 1986 World Series? Was it one, the St. Louis Cardinals, two, the Boston Red Sox, three, the New York Mets, or four, the Cincinnati Reds? That was the Boston Red Sox. Boston Red Sox, right, 180 apiece. You know, if you love trivia like our studio contestants do, 
Why not get in on the action yourself? Just call this number with a push-button phone. Answer nine trivia questions correctly, and you win $100, okay? Let's continue now. Renee, she was a widow with a son who dreamed of being a singer. Instead, she was a waitress at Mel's Diner. What was her name and the name of this CBS sitcom? One, Alice, two, Abby, three, Alexia, or four, Allison? That was Alice. Alice is right, good, hey. 200 even, Renee. This is your sports question. George Gervin led the NBA in scoring four out of the five seasons from 1978 to 1982. Which NBA team did he play for at that time? Was it the Dallas Mavericks, two, Atlanta Hawks, three, the Denver Nuggets, or four, the San Antonio Spurs? That would be the San Antonio Spurs. Gotta be, and it was correct. Oh, 200 you have. Here's movie and TV. Playing hooky was the theme of the film Ferris Bueller's Day. What did that say? 50 what? It said, so bloody predictable. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought it says, it looks like 50. I'm like, 50 fucking what? <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> no, okay. So, yeah, well, I have similar thoughts. I'm actually keeping track. I thought you actually had 50 there because... One thing I'm doing in the back of my mind is keeping track as to how many questions they've gotten right without missing, and I believe we're up to 32. It's not my fault I have such crappy handwriting, Mike. Well, also, I, am... I, I couldn't see what it said. That's I'm, I'm like leading into my computer screen. That's why I said it looked like 50 fucking who knows what's. I am shocked. No, you're shocked. Not. No, don't don't lie. This don't, is don't, this don't is my. Oh, hold on. Okay, don't pander to us. No, you're not shocked. I, I'm shocked. This is my... Uh, hold on. Hello? Uh, 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 I'm in the middle of something here. Can I call you back? All right. All right. Bye. Hey, Keys. Have we told you about Herb Abrams lately? Oh, sorry. <laughs> but hold on a second, because we interrupted a question coming about. Ferris Bueller! <laughs> Bueller's Day Off. Funny movie. Who played the high school student and his one-day adventures? Was it Matthew Broderick, Rob Lowe, Martin Sheen, or Emilio Estevez? Renee? I must have missed that movie. I would guess Rob Lowe. No. Oh. I'm sorry. It was Matthew... <laughs> what? What? I just said 32 questions in a row, and that's the one she misses. Well, look at it this way. At least she did not say Martin Sheen, because Martin Sheen would have been old as hell by now. But also at the same time, if it was Charlie Sheen and Emilio Estevez, that's one hell of a day off. I'd watch the hell out of that. Well, remember, Charlie Sheen is in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, true. No, you're, you're right about that. Yeah. Maybe that's why they put uh, Martin Sheen there to confuse, because, yeah, Charlie Sheen, yeah, he was in uh, jail. That's what we in the quiz world call neg bait. Neg bait. And we reference Charlie Sheen and Emilio Estevez in the same movie. We have to do the bit. Golf clap. Golf clap. Broderick. Number one, Matthew Broderick. Well, you have 200. Greg is a 200, but now he has a chance to uh, move on ahead. With the sports trivia category, the late Billy Martin played for a total of seven teams during his major league career prior to becoming a successful manager. What was the first major league team he played for? Was it Boston Red Sox, two, Philadelphia Athletics, three, the Detroit Tigers, or four, the New York Yankees? Is it the 
Detroit Tigers. No, it was the New York Yankees. He don't got it. He don't got it. What? He don't got it. Seriously, when you hear the name Billy Martin, what team comes to mind immediately? I don't care if they're talking about the team he played for. He was only the manager for the Yankees, like, what, four times? Right? Just saying. Yeah, remember, George kept hiring and firing him, like, every year in the 80s. No joke. Billy Martin? Yeah, he's fired. Wait, wait, we need a manager now? Okay, hire Billy Martin. Now, that reminds me of a bad joke I made after Billy Martin died. I I told students this, and mind you, I was probably, like, 13 or 14 at the time, that after he died in his, his car wreck, that's one less manager for Steinbrenner to hire fire yeah it went over that well back in 1988 or 1989 i have a question are any of your students like so curious about billy martin no no this no case? this is back when i was in school back when i was like 13 oh or 14 i was like what 14 year old kids in like 2023 are like you know who were very hip about that billy martin no i was using very topical humor back in the day All right. You really thought I was talking about my current students? <laughs> I don't I know. Maybe, you know I, I may be an old fart, but I'm not that old or that out of it. <laughs> okay, let's continue. Interesting. They both both missed at the 200-point level. Now, Renee, you're still in a tie. This movie was Dustin Hoffman's big break. It was about a young man who had an affair with an older woman played by Anne Bancroft. What was the title of this movie? Midnight Cowboy, The Graduate, Little Big Man, or The Misfits? That was The Graduate Art. Right, good. You have 220 points. Now, Greg, sports. This runner gained more yards rushing than anyone in NFL history. Who was this Chicago Bear known by his nickname, Sweetness? Was it Tony Dorsett, Franco Harris, Gail Sayers or Walter Payton? It's Walter Payton. Walter Payton is right. Good. Now, you know, our contestants... They also misspelled Gail Sayers. Just saying. You can tell the people who wrote this did not do their research. Yeah, they misspelled uh, Gail and spelled it like Gail King. Uh Hey, Wait, wait, no, no, we got to debut it. We got to debut it. Gail. What's your reaction to that misspelling? Uh-oh. There we go. One more for the library, kids. We're going to have everybody saying, uh-oh. What do we have right now? We got Susan. We have Pat McAfee. We got... Uh, Patty Duke. Patty, Patty Duke. Duke. T- uh, Teresa Merritt. I've used Rock Hudson, but that didn't come out very well. I'm waiting for that to rerun again on uh, on Cozy, that episode. Is it McMillan and Wife on Peacock? Checking. I thought you guys said that in the past that it's on uh, Peacock. And it makes sense because Cozy, I believe, is owned by the Comcast uh, group. Not on Peacock. Oh. That's surprising. Well, they should have it now on Peacock, considering HBO is going to be airing that Rock Hudson documentary soon. You would think so, but no. No. Well, Peacock. Give us McMillan and wife, just like Paramount Plus should give us Mr. Smith, even though like half the episodes are on YouTube now. 
here in the studio play for prizes. When you call this number from your home, you play for cash. Win $100 by answering a trivia question correctly in the category of your choice. Those are nine now, just $1.95 a minute. Nine questions correctly, you win $100. Okay, let's continue with the cards. TV has its share of flops as well as hits. A recently quickly canceled show was titled Chicken Soup and starred what well-known comedian? Henny Youngman, two, Jackie Mason, three, Shecky Green, or four, Rodney Dangerfield? Jackie Mason. That's right, Jackie Mason, good. Got a lot of publicity on that one. You have an even 300. That's future entry chicken soup. Get it right, Art. Art doesn't know about podcasts. Man, the hostility coming from Chico. Gee whiz. I'm tired. Points now. Greg, Tony Oliva and Rod Carew won a total of 10 batting titles with the Twins. In 1989, another twin came on the scene to win his first American League title. Who was he? Tom Bernanski, Kirby Puckett, Kent Rebeck, or Don Gladden? Dan Gladden. Dan, that was uh, Kirby Puckett. That's right. Puckett it was. Good for you. The pronunciation of Kent Herbeck, because he actually pronounced Herbeck almost like Trebek. Kent Herbeck. Alex is living rent-free in Art Fleming's head, ladies and gentlemen. And also, as we've determined in the past, Chico is a combination of Kobe Bryant and Kirby Puckett. Prove us wrong. Hey, Twitter say so, right? Twitter say so. Well, it's too bad that this is 1991, because if we remember correctly, back in 1991, Ken Herbeck did some heavy lifting, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Next question! <laughs> 300 apiece. Here we come down now to the last two questions in round two. This classic motion picture features Gary Cooper as a Western sheriff and Grace Kelly as his Quaker wife. What is the title of this Academy Award-winning movie? Was it High Noon, Shootout at OK Corral, The Outlaw, or Man with a Gun? Was it High Noon? Or? High Noon is right. Good. For a moment, I didn't think you'd come up with it. 320 points. Your last question now, Greg, in this round. The New York, uh, the New Jersey Nets of the NBA, like the New York Giants and Jets of the NFL, play their games in East Rutherford, New Jersey. What is the team's actual playing site? Is it one, Capital Center, two, Meadowlands Arena, three, Shea Stadium, or four, Madison Square Garden? Well, it's actually called the Brendan Byrne Arena. It's the Meadowlands Arena. That's right. Good for you. Okay. Time out, Greg. In like a couple of years, it's going to be the Continental Airlines Arena. And then it's going to be the IZOD Center. I think, didn't the Meadowlands Arena have one more freaking name before it closed? Wasn't it the Prudential Center? No, that's that no, that's the new arena for the Devils. I gotta look this up. Live research, folks. Izod Center, Meadowlands. Maybe it should also be mentioned if this is thirty-three years in the future, they'd be playing at Barclays Center. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. They wouldn't even be in New Jersey anymore. Oh okay. yeah. You know what? It was last called the Izod Center when it closed in 2015. So right now it's sort of standing but not operating. Oh, uh, well, I guess you need somewhere to hang out in after you go to the American Dream Mall nearby. From what I understand, the American Dream isn't exactly finished yet. Yeah, 
What a disgrace. Dusty Rhodes would be ashamed. I know he has nothing to do with the American Dream Mall, but let's be honest. When you use American Dream, come on. There's an expectation. Yeah, the whole mall should be littered with polka dots. Well, that concludes round two of our game with the scores exactly the same. And now it's time for our final trivia question worth 100 points. It requires some basic knowledge and common sense. You each have a separate question in your particular category, so please write in your answer on the board in front of you with the marker, and you'll have 60 seconds to come up with your answer. The correct answer is a three-digit number. Remember, the correct answer is a three-digit number. Each contestant who comes within 50 of the three-digit numbers will receive the 100 points. Are you ready? Okay? We're ready. ready. Renee, here is your movie and TV trivia final one. Remember, your answer is a three-digit number. Here's the question. According to A.C. Nielsen, in a survey conducted in November of 1985, how many minutes per day does the average American spend watching television? You got that? Mm -hmm. Now, Greg, here is yours. Hold on. Chico, you wrote an answer. What was the answer? I did write an answer. I wrote 420. (laughs) Blaze it. You know what my answer is, guys? Don't say it. <laughs> don't say, no, seriously. Seriously, don't say it. 269. Nice. Remember again, your answer is a three-digit number. The question, in 1989, the top two pitchers in the American League with the most strikeouts were Nolan Ryan and Roger Clemens. What was their combined total of strikeouts? Okay, good luck. While we're waiting for our contestants to answer the final trivia question, this is a good time for you at home to call this number right now and play the great American telephone trivia game with your push-button phone. Pick your favorite category, movie and TV trivia or sports trivia. Unlike our studio game where we pit two players against each other, you'll be the only contestant. Just answer nine questions correctly, and you win $100 cash. The charge is $1.95 per minute. Call now, and remember, you can even select a category within a category. If you pick movie and TV trivia, you can select movies before 1970, or movies after 1970, or all movies. Or you can choose TV before 1970, or TV after 1970, or all TV. Pick the category you do the best in. If you select sports trivia, you can choose from baseball, basketball, football, or general sports. All your questions will be in the category you select. Answer nine correctly, and you win $100. All right, contestants? No hockey? We have a tie. No hockey? No hockey? (laughs) Hockey is always the fourth sport in America. Sorry. That's bullshit! Okay, I actually wrote down some answers like you guys. Let me show you my answers real fast. Since we're playing along, since one of you said 420 and the other said 269 because we're all friggin' juveniles. Okay, here we go. So there's what I've got. I see that. 250 for TV and 575 for sports. We'll see how close I am. 
at this stage, Rene with 320, likewise Greg with 320. Let's find out what you gave us as the correct answer to the question. According to A.C. Nielsen, in a survey conducted in November of 1985, how many minutes per day does the average American spend watching television? The correct one was 270. 270 minutes. You came up with 412. That's more than the 50. You were one off, you yes! asshole. One off. Oh my gosh. I did it as a joke to fool you uh, saying 69. And I said 200. And I was one off. Who would have thought? You son of a bitch. Let's wait. You do not get the 100, but we have yet to hear from Greg. Now. In 1989, the top two pitchers in the American League with the most strikeouts were Nolan Ryan and Roger Clemens. What was their combined total of strikeouts? What was your answer? He has 430. The exact one was 531. You were pretty good, Mike. You were, you were pretty good, Mike. Leaves the 100 <laughs> points. How about that? Huh? Oh, that's a shame, guys. They won't get the 100 points. Does this mean they don't get the prizes? Because we still have a tie situation. And I want to know, uh, when I play the game on my touch-tone phone, I have to put in a three-digit number? Or is this something just for the TV? Now, you know what? I bet you you're right about that with the three-digit number for the last question. But I bet you they don't give you 50 high or 50 low. I bet you that you either have to be like within 10 or 20 or maybe because, you know, again, this is a, a nice little scheme they got going on. Maybe you've got to be on the nose because it's sketchy as hell because it's get exactly. <laughs> they both win our game. How about that? Wonderful. Renee and Greg. It's yours. Well, both of you are the new champions. Isn't that great? That's right. Well, that's it for this edition of Great American Telephone Trivia Game, the greatest game show on TV because you, the audience, can play right at home with your push-button phone. If you knew a lot of the answers to the questions here on the show, you'll probably do well when you play the game at home. The questions will be the same or similar to the ones you heard today. Just call this number. Answer nine questions correctly and win $100. Why not call right now? We're going to keep our lines open for another hour. Okay? Until next time, this is Art Fleming. Thank you so much. So long for now. I love the forced urgency there at the end. We're going to keep the lines open for another hour. Oh, wait. I saw the thing. It said yeah. length of call, four minutes. Four minutes. So you are out $8 whether you win or not. So the most you could win, theoretically, is $92. Well, on average. I mean, it said on average. If you bomb on the first question, I'm sure they're not going to play the last eight questions. Maybe they will. Maybe they want to get all the questions out, and maybe they won't tell you. And because, you know, I did the research, and there's actually just one website online that mentions this ad and they put the thought in my head that maybe you play all nine questions and they don't tell you if you're right until you answer all nine questions good way to generate capital to say the least
So, this obviously did not last as long as one would think. And of course, the game show as a genre would continue to capture America's imagination. Lo, these many years later, Art Fleming would become one of the greatest broadcasters in television history, despite his reluctance of thinking so. And 1-900 numbers would give way to 976 numbers, other sort of numbers, other sort of pay-for-play games, even now that still exist. These two were probably never seen or heard from outside of this show. I have to wonder, did they even get the TV, the camcorder, and the trip to Las Vegas, and the $1,000 savings bond? Did they get any of this stuff? Nobody knows. Nobody knows, and let's be honest, who cares? Art Fleming built this as the greatest American game show ever. And all I can say is, Jeopardy has entered the chat, ladies and gentlemen. Just saying. Thoughts? I got one word to say. Ongo. Derivative. No, I think it's the other word that we need to be using, not derivative. Derivative. No, not not derivative. Bullshit. Bullshit. There you go. We earned the explicit rating this week. (laughs) Yep. But yeah, Art Fleming would actually go on to be a presence on television for five years after this aired, because as you know, he died in 1995 at the age of 70 in his home in Crystal River, Florida. Hey, at least he got to see his 69th birthday. Nice. You guys are anywhere. And like Alex Trebek before him, he too succumbed to pancreatic cancer. So what can we say about this great American telephone game show? It was great? It was American. A telephone was involved. It was a game show. But ultimately, in 1990, Art Fleming and the Great American Telephone Game Show was just a thing on TV. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. Well, you can always go to our website, itwasathingontv.com, where you can listen to the 393 episodes that preceded this one, and we got all sorts of fun bonuses. We got live shows, director's cuts, mini-sodes, and also, we're available where all fine podcasts can be streamed, except for Stitcher, because as we all know, this is CNN Breaking News. Yes, Stitcher is shutting down next month. Well, they're not the only ones shutting down because Stream Lounge is also shutting down, so that limits our live watch capabilities, too. Well, we can still do group watches on Disney+, Plus. so... Oh, yeah, definitely. And hey, now that they have the Incredible Hulk coming soon... Oh, yeah, we owe you that. We do owe you that. We have the graphic locked and loaded. Yeah, so sometime in August, we will finally pay off the Incredible Hulk for you guys. 
And also, don't forget, we are on YouTube. Like and subscribe and ring the bell to stay up to date on all upcoming entries like the one we got next week. Hey, guys, we've had a lot of legends come from this. We had the Norton Furniture guy in the first one, I remember. The guy who's in the opening? Oh, Crazy Gideon, yeah. Crazy Crazy Gideon. Gideon. Yeah, Crazy Gideon's been on twice, I believe. Yeah, and also we had Butt Drugs. Oh, guys, I got some sad news to report. Butt Drugs, it's no more. Oh. Yeah. uh, Well, we had Daryl Isaacs, too. Let's bring up the mood a little bit with that. Oh, yeah. And the dog with the three frames of animation. Wait, we gotta bring this up. We gotta bring up our good friends at Hoot Wireless. Come on, give me some Hoot Wireless. Oh, that's right. The Hoot Wireless guy's coming back next week. And let me tell you, I found a good one. Hoot Wireless. Hoot Wireless. Hoot Wireless. And not only are we gonna bring back some old favorites, we're gonna create new favorites. I got a few in mind. I don't want to tip my hand, but by the end of next week, You'll know who this person is. I'm not going to mention his name, but you'll know what he does. That sounds fantastic. Well, I bet we'll find out more about him in our next thing on TV. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you with that new episode this time next week. Rawl! The bomb's right here beside me. Right there beside you in the cockpit? Strike it. What the hell are you doing up there? I got an idea, McCroskey, and it might just work. It's a long shot, but it's the only shot we've got. I want to use the bomb to blow the computer. Stryker, you've got to be crazy to try a stunt like that. I'm taking her to 0.5 warp. 0.5 warp? Stryker, listen to me now, and listen good. That thing is bound to come apart on you in that speed, and that's no good. It's got to be in one piece when you land in the moon. You know damn well that that warp drive has never been tested. You're putting yourself and everybody else on that ship in jeopardy. Over here. I contested 38. Arnold, I'll take air shuttle disasters for 40. The answer is the Mayflower. (laughs) An oldie but a goodie. And remember, we're all counting on you. When we recorded the show, we forgot about this, but I got you covered in post. We got a Joey Gallo update. What a Joey! It's the Joey Gallo update. Joey Gallo has been a man possessed in the last eight or nine games, going back to June twenty fourth. Believe it or not, he has hit four home runs in the last, like I said, nine days from like the twenty fourth to uh, the second of uh, July, so Sunday. Four home runs. Uh, sadly, it looks like he has just as many RBIs, four RBIs, which is kind of sad and kind of pathetic that you know nobody's on base when he hits home runs. But he's brought his average up to 193, and he currently leads the Twins in home runs. Uh, sadly, well, no, not sadly. Not sadly for me. Sadly for the Twins, they're in a first-place tie with the Guardians, so that brings me great joy. So you know what, Joey Gallo, hit all the home runs you want. You're tied for first place with the Guardians, and you're going to be in second place before too long, and you're going to stay there. That's it for the update this week. That's it for the show this week. 
We'll catch you on the 13th with a new episode. Bye, everybody.